Hello, this is Christy Kendall with the Align Yourself to Success podcast. And around here, our passion and purpose is to empower entrepreneurs to extraordinary profit through highest level transformation. When you begin with your mind and alignment, you are limitless and you are powerful. Today, we have with us Elsa Johnson. Elsa is a coach for creative entrepreneurs to step into their full potential. So welcome. Thank you. I'm very excited to talk with you today. Yes, I love our topic. Uh, you are going to talk with us about turning imposter syndrome into your superpower. So I'm really excited about this. This is a topic that is often talked about and discussed in the world of entrepreneurs. Yes. I, and funny enough, at all levels, whether you are just starting out, you've been in business for umpteen years, people still come up against the imposter syndrome. Because for every level that you step into, there's a new level of reach, right? So there's always people, but no matter where you are on that line and that journey, there's always people out there that are better than you or that yeah. feel better than you. Well, and it makes sense because when you're up-leveling and up-leveling and up, it's new identity every single time and yes. new confidence to be had at the next level and everything else, so... Yeah. Okay. Before we get into that, I want to pull a card for you. These Thank are the you. question cards. So we're going to go with this one. Ooh. How does competition affect business and what can someone do about it? Ooh, that's a, this that's is a so perfect for imposter <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> this is juicy, right? Yeah. So every every business have a le level of competition you are always there's always people out there that's doing the same as you then and no matter how you look at it there will always be competition it is what you put into the word competition and the feelings that you have around competition that gets you either propelling forward or held back because the way I look at it competition is good it makes us all better if we understand how to work it yeah and surrounding ourselves with people that are truly better than us and learning from that um, there is somebody who I admire that told me you want to be the stupidest person in the room and that's to him was very healthy it wasn't necessarily competition but it was growth right? and I also just recently read that when, when you're in business you have to look and see what you do do you provide solutions or do you provide aspiration? And the difference in that, which you probably know since you're a branding expert, but the way that I saw it and I heard it was, if you sell a bottle of shampoo, you can be a commodity person just selling a bottle of shampoo so your customers are looking for something to wash their hair with, right? Then you, your competition of people who buy products, you know, things, I 
I buy at the drugstore or I buy wherever I go Target <laughs> and just put in my cart and I can get my hair washed. But if you in your world are the competition around aspiration and just going back to our discussion before this interview started that an aspiration is, oh, I buy this shampoo so my hair is shiny and curly and beautiful and I feel absolutely amazing when I, my hair looks like that. Then you, you're not selling shampoo, you're selling the aspiration of how you feel once you wash your hair. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about competition, when I look at competition, it is you will feel completely out of place if you try to market your product into a, you know, into a world where people are looking for products and not aspirations and also vice versa. And your pricing has to be that. So in competition, you have to know which, you know, which playground you're in. Right. It's, it makes me think of, are you a dollar store or are you yes. an Apple? Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Because you can still buy these headphones at the dollar store. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. Solutions or aspirations. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just think when we look at competition, the reason why a lot of people feel that competition is is difficult or stressful or you know just very very frustrating I think it's because they forget to look at see am I actually competing with the right people mm -hmm. so yeah yeah my background in sales I think of you know I was with interior design you go into homes you have to be yeah. in the home and lots of products to sell to put together a design and um I had one particular he was a man and he was very competitive, but he would make it so fun. So he would, it was, it was like a challenge, you know, but it added that play to mm -hmm. sales. So you wanted to, you wanted to win the competition, you know, and it was never, it was always done from positivity, but mm -hmm. it made me work more. It made me more focused and more um, intentional and more driven mm -hmm. and gave me more energy for the day when I yeah. used that competition um with him to succeed to sell more to get out there and it, it just added a flair of fun but it got me results and yeah. so when he would win I would give him high five and it was always you know fun and and great we never turned it into anything other than just a game but that's what I think of when I think yeah. of um competition and using our competitors as inspiration, what are they doing extraordinary? How are we different? You know, I, that's how I, I look at it. I like the, for me, my perspective of competition is fun and play. Yeah, I, I, lo I really love that. And I also think that when you are able to put yourself in that place, then you open up, you know, just a whole world of possibilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah possibilities so competition equals possibilities that's a good yeah. one yeah. yeah i love it okay so i'm really excited for you to share with us how to turn our imposter syndrome into our superpower this is good stuff yeah so when we look at it, it this competition piece is just it's so perfectly aligned and that's why the cards always know right yeah. um but 
first, we need to talk about what is the imposter syndrome really? You know, what is it that makes us feel less than? And I always look at it and say that there's different ways of feeling less than. You can feel less than in your, in your skill set, right? I don't know how to do that. Um, that person, you know, you talked about the interior design before, and you know, we, you and I have talked about that's my background too, right? Is interior design. I remember starting out, spending hours. I started actually by sewing the draperies that I sold myself. You know, I had my workroom, and and I would spend hours on things that should have taken me no time because I didn't know how I didn't have the skill set so in, in that particular sense if you look at it and say oh I feel like such a fraud because I'm selling these draperies and I don't know if I'm doing it right so that's my skill set and it can really hold you back because you you compare yourself to these people who have been doing it forever and ever and ever and to them you know it, it's just so easy and, and that's, that's the easiest form of imposter syndrome to, to sort of help people move through. The second one is around the worthiness and that one can be so debilitating really. Am I really worthy enough to be in this situation to offer up these services? When, when that one comes in, then the whole thing of like from your perspective, when you work with a client, seeing their own value, no matter where they are in comparison to other people. And that's the part that I would like you to help you see where can you find the superpower in that. But let's just rewind a little bit. The one with the skill set is that the reason why that one is so easy is start taking stock when you sit. You should, first you sit with yourself if you really feel like I could never do that. Have a little spreadsheet almost. Is it value or is it skill? Value or skill? Sit. I could never do that because, and then write it out. And then find the clues in that. Start looking and saying, am I really saying, I don't know how to? Cool. Now we can do something about it, right? I don't know how to do that. How do I find out? We can go YouTube. <laughs> a lot of people learn on YouTube, right? Or just a lot of people feel that when they're new or just transitioning into their business full time, they do feel like that because maybe they were in finance for 25 years. And yep. now that they're coaching, they've only maybe coached five people. So they yep. feel like... A fraud because of identity yeah. and with the skill you just keep doing it and getting better and better and better yeah and that's um one of my earlier mentors uh brendan bichard he was talking about the, the competition competency confidence loop you mm. know you can't feel confident until you actually tried it a few times till mm. your competencies it's just like riding a bike right you start riding it you fall over get on the bike keep riding and every time you get a little bit further, your competence expands and your confidence expands. And, and that's that skill set. I said, just knowing is this if you in your mind says, if you're new in business, says, I don't know how to do that. Okay. Now you know 
uh, now you know where your where the shoe is too tight and you start figuring out who can I look, you know, who can I look to to learn from? Who can my mentors be? Who am I in and, and an important question too is who am I inspiring to be? Because especially in the coaching world, right? There is so many modalities. There are so many ways that you can coach people. If you, if you want to be a mindset coach like I am, then I need to compare myself or, or go seek knowledge from other people there in my space. Say, how do they do it? And you don't have to know them personally. There's so many books out there. You can start reading. You can, as I said, you can look YouTube. You can listen to podcasts. You can listen to so many things to just start building up that library of competency that you know it. But the most important thing about that is learn one skill, go practice it. Learn one skill, go practice it. You cannot be a perpetual student and never try to put it into practice. Because mm -hmm. then it's all in theory. Yep. It's just all theory. <laughs> and you were also saying that you've maybe been in finance for, for, you know, for a number of years and now you are a coach. You are yourself, you're your first subject. You are there for a reason. You have had that journey. What is it that makes you there? And start counting those skills too. You know, take your own history, look at that. Now I'd like to jump over to the worthiness part because that's what a lot of people at every single level runs into if they don't clear this one out. Because as we also talked about, you know, every new level requires new skills. Now I just became this amazing coach. Now I wanna up level to have maybe a, a more affluent clientele or clientele that requires more from me. Now I need to up level my skills. Right. So, so that's a constant journey. So as soon as you learn how to do that, but if you, if you never clear out the value piece, that's going to be really hard because then you'll always question yourself. How can I, how can I translate what I do into something tangible, especially in the healing arts? So the first part there is truly sitting with yourself and Look at yourself, how has my journey been? And if you do not trust in your own transformation, you have to, and I, I know a lot of time in coaching, you're not say, supposed to tell people exactly what to do, but in this particular case, in order to make it your superpower, you have to be completely honest with yourself. Where am I holding back? Where do I see my gap be? Where's my knowledge of what I know what to do and actually doing it and living it and trusting it? Where's that gap? Because it's in that gap that your superpower lies. When you know the triggers that you need to look at or activate in order for you to totally trust into your own transformation. For myself, 
trust your own transformation. I just wanted to repeat that. (laughs) Trust your own, trust in your own transformation because it's doing, it's doing it. You're doing it. Yes. Because if you trust in your own, in, you know, transformation, you know, it's possible. Yeah. I do a lot of these interviews, a lot of interviews for, with, um, with transformation facilitators, coaches, conscious entrepreneurs, healers. And I always ask what, what's something that's working really well for you. And the common theme is the work that they do. There is a, a a level of confidence that all the people that are in the transformation side of business, um, the theme is confidence in what they do. They are confident in the transformation. That is a common theme based on hundreds of interviews that I've done. I just never put that to that like you just did. So that's really powerful. And I think for me, you know, trusting my own transformation came when I started trusting my intuition. I, I operate in a very left brain world. Many of my clients is very left brain. You know, they, they, they were the good girls and good gals that did whatever they were supposed to do. They have, you know, gone through life, checking the boxes, gotten the gold, got the gold stars and, and, and doing what society is really asking them to, to do. They've never allowed themselves to find that deeper essence, that deeper truth of who they are. And they all come to this crossroads and starting to question. Was it really all worth it? Who am I? What am I doing? And I was there. That's exactly where I was. Is what I'm doing right now serving me? And then like some transformational or, or, or life coach and mindset coaches talk, and I think even Tony Robbins talk about that, working your whole life, climbing a ladder, ending up against the wrong wall. And this was what a lot of them do. So this wasn't really my journey to have. This was my parents' journey. You know, this was their aspirations. It was my whatever's aspiration for me it was never what I wanted I never questioned it myself so when you want to make your transformation work as your superpower you go in there and look at that and saying why am I sitting here today and really look at and saying all the gold is right in there because then when you sit with a client and tell them it's possible then you definitely know it's possible. Are you okay? Good. Yeah, I just had a tickle in my throat. I muted it so nobody would hear me. (laughs) (laughs) So when, when I, as I mentioned, where my transformation for me came from this is who am I here in this intangible world of mindset coaching? Who am I to tell somebody who may have more success than me, have way more money in the bank or just have 
you know, you look at them and say that they are just, you know, that they are light years ahead of me. Who am I to sit and talk with this person or try to guide this person? But when I know that we are aligned for what that person needs, then that I can fully trust in that I can walk the path with them. Because I know what they're going through. I know that they need to trust themselves. I know they need to trust that if I wake up in the morning and say, I need this, that everybody else is not going to turn around on them and tell them they don't deserve it. And I also knowing that telling them it's okay. You don't have to go on a um, eat, love, pray journey, journey like Julia Roberts, right? It can happen right here. And without losing your success, without losing your family, without losing your friends, they will actually be even more happy to see you and be with you and support you. That is definitely the beauty of transformation is everyone around you shifts with you. They up level with you and everyone gets happier and yeah. perspective. And a lot, you know, so, so that's what happened for our clients and hopefully for ourselves too. Mm -hmm. so, so in that imposter syndrome, when you sit there and say, I, I can't charge this kind of money for it, for it. This, is not, this is not right. You know, who, who is supposed to believe in me? First, I, again, going back to this, do you believe in you? And you just shared with me that all your clients believe in the work that they do. That, I would say that's, that's probably, uh, I ask that question in every single interview, but I would say at least 90% yeah. of everybody answers it that way. Yeah. So that, that's the component one is, right? I believe in my own value. I believe in what I do works. Second of all, I have that belief because I've done the work myself. The third one is understand that you are not responsible for your client. You are responsible to your client, but not for your client. You're responsible for showing up in the best version of yourself and do the best work that you possibly can and that you know works. And then it's their responsibility to take over from there. Do not see yourself as the person that has to do the work because that's when you really run into the imposter syndrome too. Yeah, this is really good stuff. <laughs> Lots of ahas and insights. <laughs> Nuggets. <laughs> and the last thing I would say about, you know, transforming it into your superpower is a big one for me was to start becoming detached from the outcome. So sitting with a new client, a potential new client. Don't sit there and thinking, oh, if I don't get this client, 
this is going to happen. Because then again, because we're talking about healers, they know that you bring in the wrong energy. You're blocking yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you can come into a potential, you know, sales conversation, and I know sales is like a, you know, a bad word in the healer's world, but that's what it is. No, but it, in that conversation, come in to say, I am serving a person. In that moment, I'm serving a person and to see if we are aligned to work, work together, find that alignment. And if it's not there, don't offer them anything. Wish them well on their path. Yeah, being neutral is definitely a part of having superpower, <laughs> any kind of superpower, being able to be neutral and really stand in your truth and those boundaries, knowing, knowing even who it is that you would want to work with and who to let go of. Yeah. You can still be in service. You can oh, still absolutely. serve them without, you know, taking them on as a client. Every time I've taken on a client where I, in our initial enrollment conversation where I felt I had to do way too much mm -hmm. it ends up draining my energy in the coaching relationship the ones where I said here's what I have to offer here's what I know to be the truth here's where I see we are aligned here's where I see there may be a disalignment and it it feels like it's flowing. It's easy. The conversation is good. And they're usually like, I'm in. We don't even talk money before that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are always the best ones aligned yeah. <laughs> in their power, making a decision from their own power. Yeah. And that's, so let me round the whole thing out with in that, in, in when we look at the imposter syndrome, because a lot of times that is really where the imposter syndrome shows up big time. When you are in those enrollment conversation, it just goes, oh, you can't charge that. That is too much money. I would never do that, right? But then remember, why are you asking that money? I always remind myself, I am asking my fees at the level that I'm asking, because I know when I show up with that client, I don't feel that I am being shortchanged. I'm not feeling that I am um, gouging them. And I feel completely free to show up as the very best version of myself to serve them. It's my value system. If they agree with my value system, then we are aligned. Yeah, that's a good point. Making sure your values are aligned. That's something I talk a lot about in my coaching. Know your values, know exactly your business values, your brand values. And that everything should run through that filter first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And if there's a misalignment in values, you will struggle with that client. Yeah. So going back to the, what we, you know, what I literally said, it's like, the skill levels, they're easy to find, right? But on the value piece, the worth piece of yourself, play detective, go through the conversations in your head and say, where does it show up? Where do I constantly get in my own way? Start being the detective. And then 
do the work for yourself or get another person to come help you and saying, this is where I hit up against this. I need to change this into my center of power. Yeah, I love that. So you had some really great nuggets here. You have a lot of really great information. You really understand this on a super, uh, you know, a, a DNA level a mindset, <laughs> you know, the unconscious mind level. Um, if somebody wants to really dive into this and, and work through this, what, how, what do you have, what do you have for them? How can they reach you? So the one way that I work, as I mentioned before, I work a little bit more in the, in the left brain field. And the way that I start with my clients, which is powerful for anybody is to identify the voices in your head. And I work with a positive intelligence, um, I'm a certified positive intelligence coach, and we have a way to help you identify your, what we call your nine saboteurs. Hmm. And that's basically what the, are the voices in your head that are the loudest? You know, the pleaser one, the stickler, you know, that's typically the one that want to be a perfectionist, right? Even the hyperachiever, which some people say to me, how can a hyperachiever being, you know, a saboteur, how can that get in my way? Is it is if your motivation is wrong, like we talked about before about the pricing. If you know that, oh, I need this money in my bank, but I don't feel aligned. You know, it's like you constantly have that. If the motivation for what you do is doesn't come from this sense of I want to grow, but I want to grow the right way. I want to be successful in my business, but I don't want to steamroll everybody else to to get that amount of money in my bank. I feel perfectly okay with why I'm at, and I understand everybody aligns to me. So there's a, there's a saboteur assessment you can take so you can get those numbers. So how do they get a hold of you if they want to take that? That's a really um, assessment to yeah. take. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I, I do have, um, you know, I have a, a link to people that they can go to to get this assessment. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's not... Um, We'll put it, we'll just put it in the description of this yeah. episode so they can yeah. just click on it and get a hold of you that way. Yes. And yeah. And then we'll put your um, social media handle on there so people can reach out to you yes. and, um, yeah, and take this assessment and see where you are with everything. Cause that that's, you know, I'm the kind of person that I love that kind of stuff because it gives me facts yeah. and it gives me a gauge and I have something tangible to understand and and the thing about it is it sounds sort of harsh to say they are saboteurs but the way i explain it to people is it comes from your innate beautiful qualities a lot of people in the healing industry consider themselves pleasers right i want to be i just i can't think of the enough good that I want to do for other people. I want to serve other people. And, and I did that too. But where that got me in trouble was I wanted to over deliver and over give and constantly short, you know, short change myself and my own energies. And in the end, people are like, oh my God, I've been, especially in my design business, right? If I was sitting up at two o'clock in the morning because I had promised that I was going to have an installation the next day and I was still working, you know, hemming the drapes. And I would show up for an installation being half dead and, you know, my, my installations will take way longer because at that time 
I was, I was selling, I was man, you know, sourcing, I was producing and I was doing installations. And it's insane now that I look at your own installations on window treatments. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness, girl. <laughs> yeah. But you can see how you can get yourself in trouble if you are an overgiver, right? Mm -hmm. Where my client, they would have said, if I had just told them, instead of telling them, oh, they can be ready next week, I'd say, you know what? It will be ready two weeks from now. I would have given myself better time, but I wanted to be so good and make sure that those traits were up there for the Thanksgiving holiday, even though they just called me two weeks ago. Under yeah. promise and over deliver. Yes, exactly, exactly. But you don't always tie it together with that it's because you want to be good. And the, the opposite of that is then when you, you get to that point where sometimes you have to call them and say, oh, this went wrong. So you don't build in buffers. So you might start disappointing people or you might start resenting if people keep asking you for more and more and more because you have not put the, the boundaries around it yourself. So it, it does come, so to go back to the point, it comes from your innate, you know, beautiful gifts. You just need to make sure that you are able to identify when they start tripping you up and hijacking you. Yeah. I hear a lot of boundaries in here. Oh, yeah. You know, what I'm hearing from you is you have to have that clarity and you have to be solid in your boundaries. Oh, no question about it. No question mm -hmm. about it. And that comes back to value. Am I really worth it? to have those boundaries. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And everyone listening, you are. And when you step into that and really just set those boundaries, it's amazing what happens. So let's yeah. kick imposter syndrome to the curb and step into our superpower. <laughs> yes. And yeah, so thank you so much for sharing this. I really, this is a good topic and I, you know, it's something that's talked about a lot and people deal with it and it's just a great topic. So I love your nuggets of wisdom and the solutions that you have for it. And I will put your handles in the, the contact. So in the description, so feel free to click on those, those handles and, and reach out to Elsa and we will see you on the next one. Absolutely. Thank you very much.